All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. If you want to find out more about us, man, do we have lots going on. And I want to, I want to welcome Nick back to the Dr. Pat Show. Yeah, Nick! Yeah, buddy. You were missed. Yeah. I mean, he is back from touring the country. It's a little party for him. Well, we actually are going to do a little something. Post musicianal on the road coming back. Nick is going to be doing a number of different things for us and we're thrilled that he's back. And what do you, uh, for most of you, you're thinking, oh, that was, um, that was ABBA. And what does ABBA have to do with our next guest? Well, everything. Absolutely everything. Uh, everything. I want to introduce everyone to Jerry Cullen. Today's show is important. And I've said before, there are many of you out there that are entrepreneurs, uh, like, uh, like we are at the Dr. Pat show. Uh, I've got a sales team here and, uh, and I want to talk about, uh, what Jerry has put together. The coldest call while well, some good products don't sell. Boy, do I know a lot about this because I have had to learn a ton about uh, advert- selling sponsorship packages and advertising for the Dr. Pat show. Uh, you know, Jerry Cullen is joining us today. He's a veteran salesman. And boy, that is a road that if you can say I'm a veteran salesman, that means that you are really good at what you do because people that are not good at sales don't last. He's joining us today to talk about some of the barriers associated with why selling, uh, why good products don't sell and much more. He's a successful entrepreneur and an award-winning author. His background includes two successful startup companies, two companies acquired, one Fortune 500 class success. His co-workers referred to him as the CEO who sells. He's currently the president of ITW Manufacturers, which is founded as a sales barrier-free company. We've got lots more, lots to talk about. This company is self-funded. I think we need to hire him to help us with our... I think so, too. I think, you know, this is like an interview, but I need to talk to Jerry (laughs) offline about the Dr. Pat Show expansion. Jerry, welcome to the show. Nice to be here. Thank you. You know, I, I'm just looking at your like resume here and all the stuff that you're doing, uh, and and asking myself the question: Why does a guy so successful write a book called "The Cold, Coldest Call"? Well, I hang out with other sales guys. Sales <laughs> is my primary skill, mm-hmm. and it, it mystified me. I was with some sales guys I thought were on the balls of their feet in great shape and very enthusiastic and worked very hard, and they weren't selling much. other hand, some of my friends who I'll describe as slugs, they're, they're poorly trained, they go home at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and they're really not very motivated, were telling me they're out shopping for their new 40-foot powerboats. They're doing really well. And I thought, what is going on here? So I started digging in. I interviewed them. I interviewed 12 uh, companies. Some were doing well, some were doing fairly poorly. And I decided to find out why these people were failing, and I found it um, took me about a year of, of going into various meetings and asking a zillion questions. And I found there were barriers that existed that even terrific salespeople couldn't overcome, and they would eventually leave in a year and a half uh, or so in despair. They'd lost a lot of their enthusiasm, and salespeople, in some cases, work on a lot of self-ego. You've got to get yourself up in the morning and get going. And they left almost defeated. And I went back and looked at it and found out that companies, no matter how good you are, had built barriers, which I categorized into four sections. 
that prevent good salespeople from selling. And went back to a variety of companies, made presentations, said, how does this sound? And it worked. They said, yes, we get it. One guy called up and said, well, thanks to you, I've just quit my job. (laughs) I said, oh, terrific. Don't have your wife call me. And he said, no, I think I wasted my last year there. Mm. I was hired to sell, not to clean the temple, and I'm out of there. He said, I'll let you know where I land. Mm. It was was good, but it was kind of sad. And I'd been in at least two companies where I walked out in despair, having lost some money, too. And I thought, what's going on? So that's how I started it. And the book has done pretty well. It's, it's doing well with people who are going into sales job interviews, which is one of its primary goals, if not the primary goal. Well, you know, when we're talking about sales and we're talking about why some good products don't sell, uh, you know, I mean, just the title of the book is intriguing to me. And, uh, and at the same time, you're an experienced salesperson. Uh, I mean, you just shared, uh, you know, something from a personal point of view. But when we talk about the four barriers, pain, promotion, price, and policy, um, how do we understand the meaning of each of those barriers? It's, it's, it's easier than it looks, although it sounds hard going in. Going in. To make it simple, at the end of each of the four chapters, and I think there are about eight chapters, mm-hmm. there's checklists. And the checklists are really simple. Let me give you a couple of examples. Okay. Pain is the big one. You People get up in the morning, and I run a small company, and I have a list of things i got to fix today. That's my pain list. And if someone calls up and says, i got something to fix this, I am interested to express the pain very clearly. On the other hand... Some companies set their salespeople up so poorly that the salespeople don't know exactly what pain they're selling to. The marketing people have set them up with almost a canned pitch. Let me give you a quick example. I have two friends. One called up and said, I've got this most terrific job. I'm selling for a new web-based company uh, in Dallas. And I said, this is great. What are you selling? He says, well, it's a new paradigm and web enhancement for ascending technology. And I said, yeah, well, what's it do? Well, Jerry, if you were in our space, you'd see it right away. I said, well, I kind of am in your space. What does the product do? Well, I have to send you our white papers, and you can have a look. Well, the white papers didn't tell me much either. So there was I, a perfect prospect. You know, I buy all kinds of products, and he couldn't tell me what he really sold, but he was trained by the marketing people. So I thought, well, we'll see what happens to him. Another guy calls up, another friend of mine, a month later, and says, I've got a great new product. And I said, great, what's it do? He says, well, it's a magic box. He didn't say it was a magic box. But it attaches to your air conditioning system, and it cuts your air conditioning bill by 20%. I said, you're kidding. He says, nope, I've got five testimonials in your area. It's a great piece of equipment. And I said, immediately, how much? And he said, I don't know, $3,000. I said, I would really like to see that. There's a complete sales call. The guy understood the pain of this new product, and I was immediately interested. I'm still trying to figure out what the first guy called him to tell me about. And I'll give you one quick example. I'm in a big office complex, and two new companies moved in, one of which is called 180-degree office solutions. And I look in the windows, and there's a bunch of tables and computers, of course, and I wonder what they do in there. Because on their logo and on their office name, 
They don't tell me if their company was made, named We Make Email Run Faster. I might be interested. <laughs> but, but there are people interviewing at 180-degree office solutions and taking jobs, these people, hoping to make a sales commission. I think it's almost pre-doomed. I don't know what they do. And I get calls all the time. I have to root it out. Well, tell me, can you fix this problem? This is the classic thing. Is the guy calls up and says, we make a new paradigm network um, enabling vision package. Okay, tell me something. Can you tell me why my computers are running so slowly on Fridays? And the guy says, I think so. Mm. Well, we have a big problem here. Yeah. Something happens on Friday around here, and things run really slowly, and we're looking for someone to fix it. But he wasn't sure. I had the pain, but he couldn't decode it. So that's a lot of the root is a lot of the marketing departments are not arming their salespeople. Well, and when we talk about arming their salespeople, we're really talking about arming their salespeople with information that's going to address uh, what people want to know. Oh, yes. And I answer the phone. I never turned on a sales call, of course. Mm-hmm. And I answer the phone, and, and I listen to some cases. I went through an hour and 40 minutes of PowerPoint slides one day. And at the end of it, I said, i got to go, but what is it you guys really do? It was awful. And I teach the sales, the prospective salespeople how to decode this, how to break this down to see if they really can take this job. I'm afraid the first guy I talked about, he'll he'll do it for a year perhaps, and then he'll stall. His commission checks will be very thin because guys like me don't get it. I just got back from a trade show, and I took my entire staff, and I said, let's go to every trade show booth in this trade show. And I said to each guy, tell me what you do. And of course, my guys are all, are all sensitized to, to babble speak. And half the booth, the guy, you know, balls his feet, a, a crisp trade show shirt, gives us complete babble speak. We haven't got a clue what he's talking about. But then my guys all start laughing immediately. Well, I have to say, well, tell me, you know, then, then tell me what you tell your grandmother what you do. And they don't like to do that. They want to keep immersed in speak like it has some sort of power or, or a deflection of hard questions. Very strange environment. And I can smell failure so fast now. Um, I'm especially bad at startups. I, I just got a 14-page business plan for mm-hmm. a startup who asked me to help raise money for their company, which I've done a lot of. I have no idea what they're doing. It's something with PlayStation. But okay. I, I... Well, you know, let's hold that thought because what you're talking about is really important. And boy, do I want to talk to you offline. Let's take a short ba- break. When we come back, we'll be back with Jerry Collins, successful entrepreneur, award-winning author. And boy, what's your cold call looking like? We'll be right back. Can't seem to attract your dreams? Maybe you attract your dreams, but you can't hold on to them. Maybe you're attracting the wrong people into your life. Join Wise Divas with Teresa Proctor every Monday at 11 a.m. starting October 1st as she reveals the tools and skills needed to live your wildest dreams. If you're serious about making changes in your life, then tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific 
for Wise Divas with Teresa Proctor. Live your wildest dreams right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Come to Tampa and meet more than 30 of your favorite Hay House authors in person. Get inspired by Wayne Dyer. Discover the message of Abraham from Esther and Jerry Hicks. Learn what makes your body tick from Dr. Mehmet Oz and more at the I Can Do It Conference October 11th through the 14th in Tampa. Come for a day or spend the weekend. Tickets as low as $75. Visit ICanDoIt.net to reserve your space today. In our busy world, many people are searching for balance between their inner spiritual lives and their outer material ones. Pilgrimage is one way to find deeper meaning and purpose. Bay Pellegrini, the beautiful pilgrims, offer small group sojourns to revered and sacred sites on the ancient pilgrim paths of Europe. Bay Pellegrini, beautiful places, exceptional journeys, transcendent experiences. Call 877-377-3557 or visit B-E-I-P-E-L-L-E-G-R-I. Being a mother is amazing, but it's not always easy, at least until now, on the It's All About You seven-night cruise to the Mexican Riviera. Join the Mom's Town moms, Mary Goulet and Heather Ryder, on April 5th to the 12th, 2008, on this illuminating excursion, where you'll find real advice on how to balance your love, family, work, money, and health. Bring back the life you crave. Attendance is limited, so call now. I can do it at C.com. Spirit of Change 20th Anniversary Holistic Health Expo and Celebration. Join us September 28th and 29th at the Sturbridge Host Hotel in Sturbridge to shop 125 vendors, experience over 75 workshops and activities, and learn about holistic health and alternative medicine. Friday, September 28th and Saturday, September 29th at the Sturbridge Host Hotel at www.spiritofchange.org. Enjoy the holistic community in New England. After a long day that's going way too fast, there is a way to relax, warm up, detoxify, and have pain relief. It's called an infrared sauna. You sit in a warm box and gently absorb infrared heat that allows you to have a great low temperature sweat. Afterwards, a quick shower and you're ready for a good night's sleep. Sweating has many health benefits such as stress reduction, immune system improvement, weight loss, and system detoxification. For more information, call Brian at 650-357-8944 or go to BayAreaInfraredSauna.com. Stay informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour, weekdays on Alternative Talk. 1150 a.m. For me, my baby. Sing it to him. Sing it to Jerry. About to. Uh, this is You're being to you. serenaded this there, This is Jerry. to you, honey. <laughs> Night before you go to bed, my baby. Dun, 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 dun. A little <laughs> prayer for me, my baby. Okay, 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 okay. Benny and I were separated for a month, but I got to tell you, I'm back now. I listen to that all the time. My mom played it for me. I'm back now. I love that. that. I loved it. Special request of my guest today, Jerry Cullen. Hey, for more information about Jerry, for more information about the book, check it out. www.jerrycullen.com. Jerrycullen.com. Jerry, you said something really interesting to me during the break, and boy, I hope my people are listening, my peeps. You said to me, you know, give me a call. 
call. I'm going to be on the road. I'm going to be doing some uh, sales calling. And I really love it. What happens when you're in the sales business and you're not really feeling the love? Oh, something's really wrong somewhere. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Selling today has become even harder because so much selling is done over the web. If if the company you're working for in the last two years, I've just decided this well, since two years ago, if you're having to make cold calls, it's almost too late. There are so many ways to get sales leads via the web that if your company's not supporting you mm. with a list of qualified sales leads through Google or Yahoo or whatever mechanism you're using or your own website to draw search engines, it's probably not productive anymore. Um, I keep track of our website at IT Watchdog, which makes network monitoring equipment, and over an evening, 3,000 people will, will browse by. That's amazing. That's, mm. a, that's a pretty good football stadium for high school. Wow. And they just stopped by to have a look. So you figure, well, what if what if 5% were interested? That's 150 people. Mm. In the old days, in my first job, I would have to make 50 sales calls in the morning. I had a manager who came by for her, and she flogged us all. And we made our sales calls. And in the afternoon, we usually went outside on sales calls. And I thought, 50 calls, if two people called us back, we were considered magic. And I think now I'm going to be sending emails out to 150 people who are interested in our product. That is the efficiency of this new way to sell is amazing. Now all I have to do is go out on people on calls with people who are really interested. And that's how you avoid getting completely bummed out. If you go to people who really don't know why they're seeing you and truly don't understand your product, and when you get there, you drive all the way to Amarillo or someplace, and you say, how do you like my magic machine? And they say, wait a second, I thought this thing made plastic bullets. It's just terribly depressing. So I try and avoid that. I make sure the accounts are really well qualified. And this all is all new to me since four years ago. We didn't really have this. Now it's, it's terrific what can be supplied. So one of my checklists is take a look at the sales leads the marketing people are producing for you and call some. See what they say. If your company doesn't have a program to do this, it's kind of like they're clunking across the Midwest in a covered wagon. They're not doing their job. There's a couple things in the checklist to ask the marketing people or the company executives. Tell me your current list of keywords for your web advertising and watch them turn white. If they don't have that, you're on your own, guy. You're back to making 50 cold calls before lunch. Mm. Yeah, kind of sad. That's how to get discouraged. Just mm-hmm. sit there with that black telephone and your yellow pad, and not have any any uh, good leads to work on. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a tremendous tremendous peeve of mine. I, you know, I keep saying, what do marketing people really do? Then I've got my favorite list of deal breakers on sales interviews. Um, my favorite call is someone says, "Hey, I read your book, but I'm really going in this. I got only get three questions. What should I ask? I've got I'm taking this interview, 
this is tough. Salespeople, when they go to interview, are, are selling themselves. Uh-huh. We're just natural sellers. And it's hard to become more of a journalist and say, wait a second, let me ask about you for a while. So my, one of my favorite salespeople has a surefire technique. They get a lunch with the president or the VP of sales and see how they treat the wait staff at the restaurant. Oh, I love that. I it, love that. It works every time. It does. And, and it, I observe that as well. It's so funny you say that. I even do that with other people that I meet with casually. And, boy, you can learn so much about people. It surprised me. And it turns out, I think they're completely right, that, that the abusive person at the white staff is abusive to salespeople because they, treat, they consider them white staff, which leads me into the nasty part, is that this is not science. This is, this is all anecdotal, but I can point out, point out now companies in 10 minutes, maybe 20, that have a company culture that despises salespeople. Would you work for a company like that? Mm. I don't think so. No. But here's a couple things. One of my other friends, has, my other friend is, is far more articulate than I am, but he asks, after the, say a marketing person or a VP of sales, is telling you the job. This job involves selling car parts, whatever we're selling. And it's got a great territory, and they have a new line of chrome car parts coming out. And it's really good, and, and the money-making potential is just stratospheric. And my friend says, well, if this is so good, why don't you take the job? And every time, the guy just is, rocks back in his chair and is, is speechless. He said the reaction, and he said it's very important what they say. If the answer is well, my, my, my wife or my husband is ailing in a ventilator four blocks from here, and I'm pretty much constrained to staying home until they get well, well, I buy that answer. However, 90% of the time, they'll say, no, 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 I'm... I'm I got over, you know, I worked my way out of selling. I got promoted beyond that. Mm. Ooh, time to leave. Mm. Because so, what they're saying was that, you know, they're actually putting a, uh, a almost like a class system on salespeople. Salespeople, really, for companies like mine, my salespeople, they truly are the backbone of a lot of what we do in the industry that I'm in, if I don't have a team of people that know how to appreciate the people that they call, I'm off the air. Well, that's a good place. That's a good place to work then. However, I've been to companies where I was either selling something or almost consulting to see why things weren't so well with them. And I asked their CEO, where do your sales come from? And it wasn't quite this bad, but it was almost, well, they come out of those fax machines over by the wall. That's bad, Jerry. That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, but I was there. And I thought, oh, my gosh, working for these guys would be a nightmare. Mm. And it turned out it was. I, I'll give you one. I'm stretching the point here, but I was not hired, but almost hired to ask to raise funds for a company. And I didn't know if I wanted to do it. So this guy shows his invention, and I couldn't understand it. So I thought, well, it looks pretty good, but tell you what. 
let's go make 20 sales calls, and we'll present your idea. Maybe we can get some conditional orders, and with conditional orders, maybe you can get some money to go build it. Therefore, we'll just jumpstart this whole process. You can save the PowerPoints and push these orders under their nose. I'll take you around. I'll, we'll get 20 accounts. We'll, we'll pitch your product, and somebody's bound to, to give you an order. If you build it, we'll buy it type order. And the guy says after that, oh, no, no. When we get our funding, we'll get salespeople to do that kind of work. Well, brother, you know, Jerry, this has been a great time with you together today. And uh, you and I are going to continue to talk. I've got some ideas. This is such important information. Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, Colin, C-U-L-L-E-N.com. Wow. The coldest call is the book. Thank you so much for joining us today. Tomorrow, right here on the Dr. Pat Show, lots more. Fasten your seatbelts. We'll see you then. Out in the